The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit. Receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN, and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million dollars. And don't forget to sign up to the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome along, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, uh, and I am here with my colleague and co-host and all-round good guy, Munaf Manji, to take us through the MLB stuff that's happened this week, and we'll make some picks uh, for the early slate, the Monday to Thursday games, as always. Uh, so, good evening, Munaf. How are you? Good evening, man. I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, it feels like it was a quiet week of baseball. I know we were talking about it offline, not much going on, but... Uh... Feels like we're kind of getting ready to set the calm before the storm, huh? That's exactly what I was thinking. It's almost like the, the teams have kind of jockeyed into position now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always said about the uh, you're going to win 54 and lose 54, and it's what you do with the other 54. I think we've got to that stage now. I think teams over the weekend have gone past that kind of 54, the, the magic mark that's left. Um, and yeah, it just seems that they've all jockeyed into position and uh, the teams that are out of it, we know are out of it. There's a few teams that are still clinging on, uh, but it's ready now for, for the start and pistol to go and everyone can start charging towards that finishing line. So, yeah, it's been, there's not been not much uh, news and notes kind of off the field. Uh, but, yeah, there's been some interesting series and, and some rivals have been playing each other and we'll get to all that uh, in a little bit. Yeah, so looking forward to that. We got um, got a bit of football back here yesterday, the... Yeah, the championship was back, and it was the Community Shield. Leicester Manchester City game was on, mm-hmm. um, so a little a little appetite wetter for for next weekend. The Premier League's back uh, next weekend. Newcastle playing next Sunday afternoon. Moon off, uh, so you should be able to gauge my mood on a Sunday night. You've already. Um, I don't said... know when. Go ahead. Yeah, I, uh, when, I don't know when uh, Liverpool playing. They're normally a TV game. They should yeah. be next weekend. Do you know when? I, can't, I don't know who they're playing. I haven't seen. I'm checking right now, but you, I was going to get back to Newcastle that you've already already set yourself up for disappointment because mm-hmm. I've, I've been looking at your banter on, on Twitter regarding <laughs> Newcastle. What's going on? We just, without hope is the thing. Uh, I just thought it was just a funny, a funny graph today about how much uh, money the teams had spent on mm-hmm. their facilities, the stadium and, um, and things like that. And, uh, I think I was was 0.2 million, which I mean that's loose change to a professional sports team. I don't yeah. know how you could possibly spend even less. Well, they have photographs of the players. Um, there's a lot of teams who have the, obviously state of the art training facilities and they do ice baths and things like that. Sure. And the Newcastle players have they have trash cans 
uh, like rubbish bins, wheelie bins. Mm-hmm. So the players will stand up in the wheelie bin and they'll fill that up with ice. And that's what we have. We have like two children's paddling pools and uh. some uh, wheelie bins. So that's the kind of thing we're having to deal with. Um, and they just won't spend a single penny uh, on anything yet. So I'm not particularly hopeful. Um, the NFL, though, I did a little article this week for the SGP on the Jags. Uh, yeah, we did, we've got, we've got. I think it starts maybe tomorrow. There's a, a season preview on every team coming out. Yeah, uh, and I drew first lot actually. I put I put my name down for the Jags um, with them having quite a, a strong UK link, uh, and didn't realise I would be first up. But yeah, I enjoyed doing that actually. That got me. Uh, that got my my blood racing a little bit for for NFL season coming up. Um, and then Moon, after the other thing I did. Mm. Uh, number two in my series of things that I've done that are more American. So last week I wore my Bigfoot hat for you. Yeah. Today uh-huh. I played DFS NASCAR. Oh, yes. Doesn't get more American than that. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, yeah. I have absolutely no idea what I did. And then I can't find any coverage either, so I haven't been able to watch it. Um, <laughs> I've just looked at the numbers on DraftKings and watched the numbers were around. Yeah. Without any idea what I'm doing. Uh, but I'm currently sixth of seven, so it turns out at least I found something else I'm rubbish at. Yeah, there you go. You're a true man, the true Dijon right there. You're getting into some... Uh, if there, if it's uh, DraftKings draft calling, Malcolm is going to be there no matter what the sport is. He, he's, uh, he's a man of, of DraftKings. Maybe we should buy some DraftKings stock. I don't know. It was a slow sport. Actually, I've got a little, uh, a little line-up run in the early slate of... Um, mm. of MLB games this afternoon, which is trundled along quite nicely. I'm uh, sitting in 79th place in the prize money, $25 moon off. You know, it's not going to change my life, but uh, it's Get been a fun. Beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll pay for a few bits and bobs this week. Um, the Red Sox are making a little charge back on the Blue Jays as we speak. Um, that's 9-8 to the uh, Blue they Jays. lost the lead. They, they were up 8-6. to six. Oh, they were 8-6. Sorry, it's the other way around. The Blue Jays. Oh, do you know what? I watched a bit of this. The Red Sox were seven two up, weren't they? Oh, uh, no. I believe so. Yeah, their offense would look real good. Yeah, they were up seven seven two one to the fifth. Two more for the blue. You're, you're just making me do this on purpose, aren't you? Yeah, sorry. I feel like I've set you up. Then it's uh, <laughs> it's my man George Springer again. I've just noticed my fantasy yeah. stats have just jumped. He said a he said a three run home. I'm moving off. So yeah, we talked about that. It's going to be big for that Blue Jays lineup getting him back. So it's already paying dividends for them, but. Yeah, that, we talked about Blue Jays last week, man. This was going to be a big series for both of these teams. Red Sox are really starting to fall. Toronto, we'll talk about them in a little bit, getting their ace pitcher back. But uh, yeah, not not a great not a great weekend series for them for sure. Uh, anything happening your end this weekend, Munaf? What's the uh, sporting landscape being look like, or have you been up to anything fun? Yeah, I feel like there's like a dark cloud over my head. Uh, <laughs> not, not only with my picks, but I also had Bryson. Bryson DeChambeau in the uh, WGC golf tournament this weekend. And I think he was one stroke behind the leader, Harris English. And then I think he tied for the leader. May have even taken the league. And I think in back-to-back holes, he put one in the water and then you got another, another game or another hole where he got into the bunker and dropped a two, uh, two, uh, two over for the day. So he's kind of out of contention now, but that's, that's, that's just the type of week that it's been for me so far. But, uh, I don't know. I might sound a little down throughout this podcast. So trying to trying to get my head back above water. We can say that. Okay, we'll pick you up, Moonaf. I saw there was yeah. a lot of overnight chat actually about Bryson 
in the yeah. uh, in the Slack channel, the golf, yeah. the SJP golf Slack channel over there. There was some overnight chat. There was a, a bit of thirty to one kind of knocking about. Was that the price range you were in? Yeah, I got it around thirty two to one. So it's a, it's a little disappointing, but it's golf, man. It's really hard to hit an out outright. I've learned that, you know, yeah, uh, many of ways from uh, Steve and and uh, Capper. Um, you know, matchups is where the money's at. But um, you know, we're here to talk about baseball. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely, Moonaf. Well, uh, on the grounds you're uh, you're moping along, you can carry on and lead us into your picks. <laughs> we might we might as well get it all out of the way, Moonaf. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah, ripping maybe. ripping a plaster off. We've yeah, grasped the nettle. Uh, you can get the, all your shite out the way, and then we can get onto the good stuff. Yeah, we're ripping the bandaid off of me uh, very very slowly. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's just get it out of the way. Friday. Um, you know, the funny part is I'm writing this stuff into my handicap every single week and it comes to kind of comes to fruition. You know, last week we talked about when I picked uh, Marcus Stroman was that his numbers were outstanding. You know, his home road splits, day night splits, all were pretty consistent. It was just the run support wasn't there for the New York Mets. And that, again, came into fruition in that Friday game against the Phillies. They were up, I believe, two to one or something like that. I think that I saw them up and then. um no, I'm sorry. They were tied one to one, and then Philly added one more in the bottom of the fifth. And I said, "Okay, well, this will have a chance. They're only one run down." And then here comes the eighth inning. Bryce Harper hits a two-run home run, and and that was about it. Uh, and for them to only score one run through eight innings, that's not going to get the job done. We had discussed that, and I know we're going to talk about the uh, NL East as our discussion tonight. But um, you know, Strowman was pretty good. He, he went five innings, five hits, two earned runs. Uh, his ERA is still at two point eight three. So. Um, took the L there and my dog, this one really hurt. Cause I, we had some back and forth chatter about this, about what the line was going to come out to be. And I had messaged you as soon as the line came out that Andrew Haney was a minus 200 favorite. I would make this same bet over again because yeah, we were kind of rubbing our hands together when we saw that and yeah. licking our lips and it, it seemed a bit too good to be true. And yeah. And I, and I locked it up at plus uh, 175 and, you know, it looked good. That first inning, get Kyle, I think it was uh, Kyle Seeger hit the two run home run over that right field porch. Um, they got out to a four, one lead. And then uh, as soon as they pulled Chris Flex in, it was uh, downhill after that. Uh, bullpen came in, and I think Rufne Odor came in and hit a two-run home run. That's, I think that tied the game, and then they got one more run off of a um, – and that was a great heads-up play by the base running there by the Yankees that they let they, the run score before they were able to get that third out. So that run counted. So it, it made it 5-4, to four, but – I mentioned this, I think, in the Slack channel where I think I said to you that, you know, I really need to start looking at first five, um, first five innings because these bullpens has been these bullpens have been really, really bad for uh, the teams, at least that I'm betting on. And I think we talk about a, a one of our guys that's taking the bite on a bullet from the bullpen. And I think that was me this week. So I went two for me. Hopefully I can, you know, get your good luck karma because you have been absolutely killing it over the past couple of weeks here. Yeah, I've been doing all right. I feel like the um, the process has been okay, but has yeah. been reflected by the results, which wasn't happening um, a little bit earlier on. I was I was in that little funk that you're in, yeah. uh, and then I started going one and one. Then all of a sudden, uh, it's it's come round fully. So my lock went last night, and I needed a little bit of luck last night. Now mm-hmm. the the bit I got right was. Um, Robbie Ray in the Blue Jays, um, someone I've been on regularly this season. Yeah. Um, it was the first head of a double header against Boston. Yeah. Um, and he threw uh, a no run ball. I think he threw six innings mm-hmm. uh, of no, no run ball. He was outstanding. 
However, uh, he got no run support of the Blue Jays. Nick Pavetta conversely pitched well for for Boston when uh, I didn't think he would. We thought he, I had I had him pinned to give up maybe three or four runs, yeah. and he didn't. Uh, so this game was nothing, nothing heading to the seventh, uh, and the Blue Jays got a run, and uh, Jordan Romano managed to save the game. So they won that one nothing. So uh, I was happy enough with the process, and then obviously happy that the result that landed on the right side. Yeah. Um, the dog on Friday uh, was a bit of an odd one. Uh, it's, got a, it, it's got a W next to it, um, yeah. but I've no idea how. Um, because my man, I can't remember who was pitching. Uh, Caleb Smith. Yeah. Caleb Smith was my man pitching, and he gave up five runs in the first inning. Yeah. Um, so the Padres got out to a 5 nil lead, at which point you'd think you were toast. However, what I did get right was the, the Ryan Weathers line, the Padres pitcher. Yeah. Um, we said he might. He wouldn't go into the fifth, which he didn't, and he had the potential to give up four or five runs. Um, so over the course, by the time they got to the fifth inning, uh, the D-backs had uh, pulled it back, and I think actually taking a six-five lead uh, and went on to win the game eight-five. So uh, we got the dub, although it was a it was a little bit back to front and not as I would have um, scripted it. But like I say, it's got a W next, so it was a good price as well. It was a great price. It was plus. Plus 180, maybe, plus 176, something like that. Um, so, yeah, double Ws for me, Moonaf, and uh, delighted with that. Um, Scott, do you want to take us through Scotty's two picks? Yeah, Scott had uh, his dog was the, I believe it was a Marlins. Um, uh, hold on, let me pull the show notes here. I'm a little rusty today. But, uh, yeah, Friday he took the Marlins money line versus the uh, Rockies. Alcantara versus... Uh, Marquez and it, it, that game was pretty much over by the fourth inning. Um, Rocky Shell, the Marlins pitching, they won that game fourteen to two. Um, I guess if you're going to take a L, you might as well just you know put the stab in and just remove it quickly and and you know do it that way versus having your heart broken by um, a bullpen in the you know the later innings, right? But um, that you know that's okay. I, I think that you know identifying dogs, especially how early we pick games for the weekend, it, it sometimes it is a tough task. Um, uh, but you know, I think you know the the numbers made sense for him, like especially with uh, the way that Alcantara was pitching, and then um, you know it's just the Rockies bats have been hot all week, and I think there's tonight again they put up another eleven runs in four innings. Cedric Crone. Has seven RBIs through four innings. He hit a grand slam. So you know those. Sometimes you have those win- losses where it's just over before it begins. But uh, his run, uh, sorry, his lock is today right now, and I can give you a live update. He took the Dodgers run line, and I believe they are up right now five to nothing. Five to one right now is what I saw it. So uh, he has Walker Bueller on the mound for the Dodgers. So uh, you know Bueller is probably one of the front runners for. Uh, Cy Young, maybe I think he's the second favorite. Um, behind Zach Wheeler, I think it'll be a two two head competition between those two guys. But um, his, his handicap is spot on again. With uh, um, he had uh, Detmers, who he's pretty yeah, much he got shelled last week as well. Yeah, I and he gave up five earned runs in the first two innings, so uh, pretty spot on for him. Yeah, I looked at Detmers as a, as a rookie because I've been leaning towards them. They've they've done okay for me, uh, and I had a little look and uh, didn't pull the trigger. And yeah, he's, he's had a rough week, so yeah, that was fair enough. Yeah. Um, it seems to have been overnight. I had a um, just with regard to my tally side picks. I'm 
I told you on Monday night that I went one and eight. Um, mm. And the only one I picked up was fading your Seattle pick. That was on yeah. Monday night. Um, and as we stand now, I've got to 47 and 39. So I've got to, I've done, I've gone 46 and 31 since, but it just seems to have been a really chalky week. Um, the, the average, average winnings is down to around seven, seven dollars 80. Um, yeah. there's been a lot of chalky favorites. And when I was, looking to put my picks in this morning mm. it was just minus minus 200s all over the place I mean is this maybe harking back to what we said at the top of the show about teams that have jockeyed for position you've now got certain teams are going for it and certain teams who were not given up but just dropped off enough uh, and then when you get two of these teams facing each other, so you got to land at the day at minus 224. Houston were minus 200. Cincinnati minus 248. Oakland minus 282. Yeah. Uh, the White Sox were minus 200. The Dodgers are minus 314. The Blue Jays minus 200. Um, lots and lots and lots of really short prices. And I haven't seen that much on the slate this season, Moonaf. This just seems to be, um, this has struck me this week, quite a new phenomenon. Do you think there's anything in that or is that just yeah. the way the matchups have, uh, have panned out? Yeah, I think when you're entering the month of August, you know, like, like we had mentioned at the top of the show is that these teams are kind of, you know, identifying themselves, I guess you can say on what their motivation is. You know, there's some teams that are pretty much out of the race and, they're trying to get to the finish line of the end of the season. There's teams like Tampa and there's teams like, you know, the Phillies and the, and the Blue Jays and the Yankees teams that are, you know, fighting for a division, either division or wild card spots and making that playoff push. So you're going to have these big prices. Like it's at a point, I think home and road is not going to matter. Obviously we know with the Rays going into Orioles, uh, sorry, into Baltimore this weekend, you're seeing prices on the Rays at minus one seventy. Uh, minus 180 up to minus 200 and even north of that. So uh, even if they were playing at home, you would see minus 230, minus 240s on on the Rays. And, um, you know, even if like we talked about last week, that that pitching matchup, that if there's a favorable pitching matchup for the dog, that price is still going to be long for that better team. And I think those are the spots where you can kind of identify betting on a dog and finding these long shot dogs at this, at the at this point of the season. But you're not going to find teams that, like, like I just mentioned, that had that pitching edge that are dogs. They're not going to be overwhelming. That, that price is going to be too short. You're going to be able to find long odds on them. So uh, this is the time for you to really dig into those pitching matchups and kind of try to find that edge for you know some of these teams that are having a dog go out as a as a dog go out that that might have that pitching edge. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's hard to pick up um, what what intuitively I would lean towards maybe a three or 14 parlay. I did a 14 parlay last night yeah. and I landed three out of the four and the Braves got turned over in the ninth inning. Yeah. Um, so you, it's really difficult, especially in MLB to pick up that three or 14 parlay. I think you're more comfortable maybe picking two dogs uh, at plus 170, plus 180 and trying to land one of those. Cause they will, they will go in um, on a nightly basis. You'll get one or two. Yeah, um, and and we've seen that, especially like with the with the Twins going into Houston this season, uh, this weekend. I think they're getting two out of three from the Astros, and now that AL West uh, division is tightening up a little bit now. So we might we might have a sweat on our hands with our Astros bet. Ah, uh, well, so um, actually, the first little bit of news we've got tonight. Um, kind of pertains to that a little bit because it's the Oakland A's uh, mm. and it's the rest of season, the the 80 game suspension uh, for Ramon Laureano for, um, 
uh, substances. Um, what's the yeah PEDs, uh, yeah. which he's um, completely denied. He's um, oh, he's not denied that the result was positive, but he's denied knowingly uh, taking the PED. He's, he's he's ingested something uh, accidentally, which seems legit. No one's kind of pointing the finger at him. Yeah. Um, but we all know as an athlete, you just have to be uber careful about what you do. Uh, Loriano's a big part of that A's team. Uh, and that's, this is not an insignificant loss to them. Uh, ergo, it's not an insignificant um, little bit of uh, uh, help to the Astros. Yeah, and I think now that trade for Starling Marte is looking a lot better for the A's now, right? Yeah, now, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Now that now that that now that they've lost him, you have Marte and and I think Josh Harrison they also picked up. So um, yeah, like you mentioned, this is a big loss for them. Um, it, you know, being suspended eighty games, I mean, he's pretty much gone for the rest of the season and and early early parts of next season too. So um, you know, hopefully some of these other guys that they picked up by the trade deadline will be able to step up for them. But um, yeah, it sucks to see you know players that test positive for PEDs knowingly or no, unknowingly. Um, if they take it or not, but you know, MLB has really made it a a item on their agenda to really crack down on on that type of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Loriano does a lot of things for the years. He bats the top of the order. He can hit for power. Uh, he steals the base, and he's a he's a stellar defender as well. So they're definitely going to miss him. Uh, next up, and the Yankees have been repeat offenders on this. Mm. Um, Andy Rizzo on the COVID IL. Um. Is this just, it can only just be a coincidence that it keeps happening to the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what, what's going on in, 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 in New York and especially in their, in their clubhouse, because like you mentioned that we've seen this team have multiple, multiple um, positive COVID tests. And I'm not sure if they're vaccinated or not. I mean, that's, you know, personal choice and, and whatever, but um, it, it seems like, I think the Yankees have had the most, uh, most positive test between any other ball club in this in in, in the entire MLB. So, I mean, I don't know. It's it's I I don't know what to say. I mean, it's just a part of personal choice of getting vaccinated and being diligent and wearing your mask or whatever. But I don't want to get into the the jargon of that. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a bit of a blow for the Yankees because obviously you started quite hot. Uh, since he came over in the trade de- deadline. And the Yankees don't have much leeway. They're, uh, they're walking a yeah. bit of a tightrope. So even if he has to miss maybe four or five, I don't know, half a dozen games, yeah. um, if they go three and three in them, uh, like I say, they don't have an awful lot of wiggle room in order to get much stuff wrong. Um, the next thing's one for you, Moonaf, and uh, this has got to perk you up a little bit. Uh, it sounds like you need it. Uh, Chris Sale, um, back next weekend. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a while now, a couple months. Um, you know, he he's starting to look good. He had his rehab starts over this past couple of weeks, up to a month. Um, but yeah, definitely a guy that they need back in this rotation, having your ace back. Uh, I'm sure that he's going to be on some type of innings count or pitch count for sure as he's coming back from uh, Tommy John surgery. But getting your best pitcher back in this rotation, that's probably going to lift the spirits for the Red Sox because they're to say they're in a slump right now is an understatement, but, um, you know, getting Chris Hill back, your best pitcher, I think that could be a big boost to the morale of the team. And then you're also kind of waiting for Kyle Schwarber to come back because right now the Red Sox are two and eight over their last 10 games. And um, that AO uh, wildcard spot for them, they only have, have a half a game lead over the A's. So, um, you know, he's going to be back Saturday pitching the, for the Red Sox. 
Um, so hopefully they're about to turn it around. Yep. Um, we're going to talk about the Mets a lot in the next 20 minutes or so, uh, but just a byline from tonight's game against the Phils is that Javi Baez went out um, injuring himself on a swing. Now, I am not a medical professional, but it had oblique written all over it to me, like, when I, when I saw it. Um, so we'll have to see. They've still got Lindor on the IL, so that leaves them short of a shortstop. Um, it'll be uh, Jonathan VR. Um subbing in if they need one there. So that's not ideal, but that's pretty fresh news. So we'll have to see what transpires there. Uh, the next thing, uh, it's quite a, a, a good news story for the Orioles, uh, and they don't have many. Um, uh, Cedric Mullins, I think he's only the seventh Oriole to uh, to join the 2020 club. Now, I was in on him two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he did nothing. He, he batted nine. He couldn't get on base. Um, but he, the, 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 the skills were there. Is that he's a very speedy guy. He could lead off. Uh, he steals a lot of bases, uh, and then he's obviously developed a little bit of power. Uh, his OBP is good, and he's been excellent this season. Um, he's one of those players who gets a really nice showreel. I think he's had an inside the park home run. Um, mm. He got a third base on a pop fly um, at one point, which landed just in the outfield. Uh, how he made it all the way around there. So he's a bit of a darling for those people who put uh, highlight reels together. Um, and he's been a re- he's been a really good uh, player for Baltimore this season, Muna? I think if we kind of blindly read his resume for uh, for player awards, I think he would be right up there for MVP honors. Um, let me see if I can see where he's at on... He's definitely been quoted. You see him when you when you look down the list, he's always there. He's about a third of the way down the page and has been. But I just obviously... I think it's a name recognition thing we've talked about a couple of times that yeah. Baltimore especially, don't really do anything else. Yeah, especially being on like Baltimore because they're such a bad club that that's really going to affect his his numbers are going to, you know, not look so great because he's on the Baltimore Orioles. But I think if we blindly read his resume and said, okay, this guy can definitely be in the conversation for MVP, but I don't even see him on the list right now for some reason. Um but yeah, I mean, he's doing well. I think this is a good bright spot for the uh, uh, Baltimore Orioles for sure for their future. A long way for a rebuild for them, but um, you know, uh, definitely a guy that can they they can definitely build around. Yeah. Next up, just a couple of more uh, light-hearted things. Uh, an ex-Red Sox favorite, you tell me, Moonaf Brock Holt uh, last night. Um, yeah. Pitcher position alert. Uh, pitcher. We, we do enjoy the a position player having a pitch. Uh, and Brock Holt's 31-mile-an-hour fastball last night, I enjoyed a lot. What I enjoyed most about it was that it disappears off the top of the screen before mm-hmm. it comes down. And you don't see that very often. <laughs> That's a rarity. It's almost like a softball pitch, right? It wasn't even like that. I don't know. It was like a moon ball. I didn't know yeah. if it was going to come down. That's yeah. I, what, I, I wasn't sure what I was letting myself in for when I clicked, when I clicked play on the clip. So he throws <laughs> it, and off it goes off the top. And then seven or eight seconds later, back down it comes yeah. uh, into the catcher's mitt for a strike. Yeah, that was pretty funny to see. Uh, we don't see that often, but apparently he has a 0.00 ERA. That's right, so yeah. For him to throw uh, 31 miles an hour and, and get that, it was pretty much right down the middle once that ball landed for uh, Brock Holt, but uh, that was really fun to see. Um, Thursday night this week is the Field of Dreams game, Moonaf. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks great. I've seen a couple of photos. It yeah. looks absolutely brilliant. But uh, culturally, you'll know a little bit more about this than me. Uh, it's somewhere in Iowa. Uh, is this going to be? Is it a really tiny ballpark? Are we going to get a seventeen fifteen game? Could we bet our faces off on this on Thursday? I, I believe 
either the Red Sox or the Yankees have played there before, and there was a lot of runs scored. I'm trying to look it up right now, but um, yeah, obviously it's best based off of the Kevin Costner movie uh, Field of Dreams, and uh, like you mentioned, the uh, Yankees and the White Sox will be playing there on Thursday. Um, I'm trying to find uh, if I can find it later, but uh, yeah, that's gonna be fun to watch because you know that 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 movie is definitely a uh, uh, definitely a classic here in the states as far as baseball movies goes. Um, but uh, you know, Kevin Costner. Uh, definitely a guy that has been in a, a I guess, a, maybe I don't want to say an icon, but a definitely a known guy in sports movies. He was in the movie, I believe, DraftKings, uh, sorry, DraftKings, Draft uh, Draft Day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> draft Day uh, in, in a football movie. So uh, it'll be, it's going to be fun to watch that. Yeah, you're right. It's in Iowa. Yeah, um, you got DraftKings on the brain, Moona. Uh, yeah. Draft Day was um, what we superimposed Kramer's head onto yeah. uh, for his 24-hour silliness a couple of weeks ago. So, yep. yeah, that'll be fun. And then finally, Moona, you have picked a winner this week. Don't be I too did. hard on yourself because oh. uh, Japan got over the line for you, didn't they, in the Olympics? Yeah. 3-1? Uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry? 3-1? to one. Yeah, something like I thought that was 2-0, but I'll double-check. Um yeah, uh, Japan got it done. You know, I put this in the article when the when they uh, had asked me to do the baseball preview. It was really about their pitching that really led them to uh, winning that gold medal. Um, and you almost kind of have to put some money down on the host country, right? But um, they're, they're, they had some really good pitching in, in that rotation. Uh, I think uh, Tanaka was one of the ones that led them. I uh, believe they got the victory. Let me see here. Yeah, I think it was 2-0. So, uh, congrats to Japan on winning that. Oh, and I, you I, know. I meant 3-1 I meant to one was the price, Moon off. Not oh, the, yeah, the no, no. I got it at plus 160. Oh, okay. Yeah, South Korea was the one that was 3-1. to one, but, All right, okay, yeah, sorry. Um, uh, it, it so increased my balance in the count a little bit. But, uh, yeah, congrats to Japan. As much as we wanted Team USA to win that, uh, Japan did a just a great job of pitching in that game, and they, they were able to take that uh, gold medal and, and keep it uh, in their country as the winning baseball team. Uh, my Olympic article on the football came through. Brazil beat Spain in extra time yesterday. Yeah. Um, and we know Malcolm scored the winner as well, which was a, a nice little cherry on the cake. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, the SGP. And still chaining out winners, making Moon off talk, talk MLB every week. But... Um, if you go over, there's articles going up every day. Like I say, I've just done my Jags one, but my Olympic uh, soccer article put up Brazil as a 3-1 to one winner. Uh, and Munaf's Olympic baseball article put up Japan as a plus 160 winner. Uh, so we are not just one-trick ponies. We'll, uh, we'll guide you to a couple of winners, as will the rest of the boys as well. Um, right, OK, we've promised a lot of... Uh, Met. We've been dancing around the Mets and the Phillies talk. Um, because all of a sudden, Munaf, the NL East... Which was closed, closed it off, didn't we? About maybe a month ago. We did. Um, five of the six divisions were all short priced favourites. Uh, everyone was kicking around minus 200, minus 300. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, all changed. The Mets have slumped, the Phillies have charged, the Braves have hung around. Uh, and now it's an absolute three horse race. You could throw a blanket over all three teams. Um, so I'll give you the odds as it stands. Um, the Phillies, uh, plus 165. The Mets are plus 175, which is a huge drift. Yeah. And the Braves are plus 180. So like I say, you couldn't put a cigarette paper between all three. Um, who and why? Why has this happened? Uh, and what's the outcome going to be, Moonoff? 
So I did pick up, I think I messaged you that I had to pick up the Giants and uh, I picked up some Giants, sorry, not Giants, the uh, uh, Phillies and the Braves. Yes, you did. Yeah, this, the Mets team has now lost seven out of eight games. And like we've talked about that the the run scoring is just not there for them. And I know you did the homework on this. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you get into that. But I mean, you know, for this Mets team, if you take a look at what they have on this team on paper, you would probably think that they should have ran away with this division a month ago. But for their, for their lack of run scoring and the offense that has been consistently not there for them all throughout the season, as well as dealing with so many injuries. You know, we've talked about Michael Conforto that was out of the uh, rotation, sorry, the uh, lineup. Um, you know, the whole thing with Jacob DeGrom, we talked about not having Noah Syndergaard. Um, Francisco Lindor now, he's been in and out of this lineup. So they haven't really been able to have that consistency because if they if all the guys were healthy, they were they would be able to have a pretty good lineup. But the problem is injuries and that consistency, that chemistry hasn't really been there, that lineup, because that's what you really need for the Mets. But uh, I'll let you get more into that. But I think kind of zooming out and looking at it, that's what really what has been the down for the Mets as this division race has gotten a lot tighter. And now the Phillies are sitting at top of that division with their one and a half game lead. Yeah, the Phillies, We've every time we've mentioned this season, or certainly I've mentioned that they just look to me like the most 500 team uh, in the league. And yep. what they've done recently is they've gone on a bit of a charge, uh, which a lot of teams have done uh, over the course of the season. Normally, if, if there's a um, a team on a streak, we normally pick it out at the top of the show uh, mm-hmm. when we do our news and notes. Uh, so you'll get a team that might win six in a row, lose six in a row. And as it stands at the minute, it's um, it's the Phillies who've won eight on the bounce. Um, that still only put them six games over, over 500. Um, they're yeah. sitting at five two seven, so um, they're top with Atlanta two games back. And after tonight, where the Phillies have beat the Mets three to nothing, uh, the Mets are now two and a half games back. So the Mets aren't even second in; uh, yeah. they're third in. So I have, I've had a little look at sort of just trying to look for red flags, compare some stats, and see if anything jumps off the page um, for me. So with the bats um, on offense, there's nothing between them. In kind of the, the, the bare metrics, so the batting averages are similar, OBP, uh, slugging. The bets are slightly behind, but nothing egregious, nothing that uh, one or two games uh, won't change. Yeah. Where the huge difference is, I wish I hadn't written this down, Moonoff, because this has got, um, I should have triv- triviaed you on this. Um, this has got quiz question written all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not translating into runs. Um, yeah. And it's it's quite staggering. Um, Atlanta have scored 538 runs, mm-hmm. Philly 515, yeah. and then the Mets are at 416. Um, I mean, that's 99 runs fewer than Philly, and it's where are we, 122 runs fewer than Atlanta, uh, yeah. which is absolutely staggering. Like, um, just wait, have a look here. Uh, yeah, 416. I'm just trying to look. Pittsburgh have scored 405. Yeah. Uh, Take Texas, a look. 417. So that's this, the second worst record. Um, and I mean, in Texas and Pittsburgh are the teams who are absolutely tailed off a million games behind. I mean, that's uh, that's a real head-scratcher, Moon. How is that possible? So here, here's the bigger thing for me. Let me tell you this. So... The uh, I'll just come for comparisons at the Brewers in the National League 
uh, a team batting average, they are dead last at 227. And the Mets as a team are batting 234. So a very, very small difference that the Mets are batting be- uh, a little bit better as far as batting average. But like you just mentioned with the Mets, 416 runs scored. How many runs do you think the Brewers have scored? Um, well, it's got to be somewhere around 503. 502. Oh, wow. That was a guess, by the way. Which is crazy, right? I mean, yeah. you take a look at it. They have one of the worst batting averages, but I, th- that's just mind-boggling to me. So, and we've talked about with this Mets team. I mean, you know, the, the lack of run wow. scoring that they're second to last. The only worst team is the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, um, it, I mean, as a Mets fan, I know you're holding a, a Mets ticket as far as a World Series. So I, I'll let you dig deeper and let it, like, how are you feeling about that ticket and kind of what, what's other than the, the batting? I mean, what can they really do to kind of turn things around here? Just quickly, another one. So the uh, Mets with their 416 runs and Texas with 417. Um, the Texas run differential is minus 137. Yeah. Uh, and the Mets is minus 18. Um, <laughs> so there's something, uh, one of those two teams has got something horribly wrong at some point. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, I kept digging. The, the Looking at the pitching, there's not huge differences uh, in the pitching war. Um, the Mets ERA is 3.69. That's what would lend itself to that run differential. Um, yeah. It's um, 0.4 of a point in front of Atlanta, which is 4.07. They're 0.4 of a point in front of Philly, 4.46. Um so that's where the Mets have managed to um, bridge that run disparity. Now, heading into the bullpens, New York and Atlanta are ranked four and five in the National League. Philly are ranked 13. Um, so if the, the red flags for me are coming with Philly, the red flags aren't coming with New York. Um, so then I had a look around. If you, I've dragged up the depth charts. Um, and you just have a little look around the diamond on the depth charts. Mm-hmm. Um the Mets go from first base from Peter Alonso to Dom Smith. Um, the second they go from Baez to McNeil to VR to Guillaume. Yeah. It's short. They go Lindor, Baez, VR. Yeah. Third base they go Davis, VR, McNeil, and all the way around. Now you get into Atlanta, mm-hmm. and they go Freddie Freeman, and then it's Stephen Vogt, mm-hmm. uh, who's a backup catcher at first. At second base it goes from Ozzy Albies to Ahiri Adrianza. Uh, it's short, it stands to be Swanson, then it drops off to Orlando Arcia. In fact, Orlando Arcia is the backup just about everywhere else. Uh, yeah. He's the backup at third base. He's third in behind Arcia. Um, and in the outfield, um, it's it's Christian Pache, um, it's Adrianza, uh, Guillermo Heredia still getting games out there. Um, so that doesn't really blow my skirt up at all. And the Philly is pretty much just as inspiring. Um Reese Hoskins drops off to uh, Brad Miller, I think it is. Brad yeah. Miller's the backup at second base. Uh, Freddie Galvis is the backup to Didi at shortstop. Um, and then in the outfield, Adubel Herrera, who's a poor defender. Travis Jankowski. So I just don't think, if the more you look into it, the more you want to put a line through the Phillies. Um, I would, of all these three teams now, I would be, I'd be... I think Phillies will finish third. If I was going to take a trifecta in this division, it would be Mets, Braves, Phillies. I think the Mets have got the depth. Um, they're starting pitchers. They will get people back. Um, 
Syndergaard was thrown off a mound today uh, at Citizens Bank Park in Philly. Uh, he threw a bullpen off the mound and was launching a medicine ball 50 yards like an absolute creature. Um, Carrasco uh, hasn't long been back. He's only going to get sharper. Uh, the lad Tyler McGill uh, has come out of nowhere, been pitching absolutely beautifully. Like you say, Strowman's underlying figures have been okay. Um, so the more I looked at it, the more I just leant back towards the Mets. Um, and I do think in maybe two weeks' time, maybe in three weeks' time, mm-hmm. they'll be back at minus 200 again. So I would be absolutely delighted to pick up some plus 175 um, about New York, Moonaf. That's That was the conclusion I arrived at. If you had to stack rank these three rotations, the t- three teams, the Braves, the Phillies, and the Mets, assuming that DeGrom eventually comes back, how do you stack rank those three rotations? Uh, there's not much in it. I would put um, Philly in third. Okay. Um, Zach Wheeler's been good. Uh, Nola hasn't. Uh-huh. Gibson, jury's out, and then there's nothing. Uh, Zach Eflin, Vince Velasquez, Chase Anderson, I'm all right for all of them. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I like Atlanta's rotation. Um, Charlie Morton, Max Fried's been much better lately. Uh, I've backed Drew Smiley. Kyle Muller, someone we've been quite high on. And then I've got Ian Anderson. Happy with all of that. Yeah, uh, and I would put that on a similar level to New York, which at the minute is going kind of what Strowman, Walker, Hill, Carrasco, McGill. Yeah, um, and then you've got uh, Degrom, possibly who knows, uh, Syndergaard to come back as well. Um, so yeah, I don't mind that. And even Seth Lugo can come out, and I wouldn't say surprise me to see him making some st- uh, starts, um, some spot starts if maybe uh, Taiwan Walker hasn't um, been great recently. But so you might get a start out of Lugo, who I think does. Uh, want a big thing. doesn't uh, need much stretching out. So I would maybe rank New York and Atlanta similarly. Uh, and again, Philly third. I've got Philly third, like in all categories. So um, did you have a did you have an angle on that? Why did you ask me? Was there something you wanted to? You're going to hit me with some mega stat now, Moonaf? No, no. I just want to get your opinion on it. I think yeah. I mean, if we're just comparing it on paper, but also, also statistically wise, I think the Mets by far have the best rotation. Assuming that you're going to have DeGrom and Syndergaard back, right? So, like you mentioned, you have Strowman, Walker, uh, Rich Hill, uh, McGill, also that a guy that could, they can use in the probably the bullpen. But um, if for me, I mean, like, at what point do we see this offense turn around for uh, for the for, for the uh, for the Mets? I mean, we talked about how their their batting average is worse than the National League run score. They're down there with the Pirates. We know that this team is going to be able to pitch. No doubt about that. It's just at what point do we start seeing these bats doing, I mean, doing something, right? Because for them this weekend to score only, let me see if I can pull that up real quick here. Um, They scored five runs in three games. Sorry. Yeah. Five runs in three games against the Mets and them losing seven out of eight. At the end of the day, you have to score runs to win games in this league, right? There's no doubt about that. So um, I'm that a little... was a weird weekend. They scored three of those. They scored three solo home runs in the top of the ninth last night as well. I yeah. think they were five to nothing down uh, yeah. and went back to back to back and then just three more out. So that was the end of the game. So, I mean, even that skews it slightly. But yeah, we've talked about the Yankees. When are the bats going to come together? Uh, but the Mets have to, and I don't think the Mets have to get much better. They can get much better. Uh, there's a whole lot of room for improvement. I don't think they have to get an awful lot better. They haven't been hitting much for power. Um, Alonso's been a bit cable. Um, 
culpable there, sorry. Uh, same as Michael Conforto. Dom Smith, I like. Um, so, yeah, I do think, I think it's there. Um, and like I say, I think it could happen quite quickly. I like the bullpen as well. Um, the familiar uh, Diaz, uh, Seth Lugo, I'm a fan of. So I just think they're by far the most solid option. And I, can't, I wouldn't be having the Phillies at all. If, uh, if you could... If you're in the UK, maybe, and there's a, there's, you can lay the Phillies anywhere. If you can get onto one of the exchanges and lay the Phillies, um, I think that's like finding money in the street. Like, I'm way out on the Phillies. Um, the Braves rotation will hang. Uh, they just haven't got that strength in depth. Um, it can only, it's, could only be the bets moon off. I mean, this is the second time in a week I've talked myself into something. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I can't remember who it was. It was Toronto the other night. Yeah. Toronto I was talking myself into. Uh, and the more I look at this, I'm, uh, I'm talking myself into the Mets. I'm waiting for maybe if they have one more bad, one more bad week, that I'm able to maybe get a three to one price on them. I'm not sure it'll get that far, but if it does, I mean, I'll be with two tickets already on the Braves and the um, the Phillies that I already picked up. I may be able to find a way to get some positive EV on those bets, but. Um, quickly, one more question that I had. You know, we talked about the NBA trade de- trade deadline. How big of a pickup has Jorge Soler and Adam Duvall been for the Braves, especially not having Ronald Acuna Jr.? Um, I think those were two big bats that they really picked up that have been really been paying dividends for the Atlanta Braves as far as hitting for power. I mean, I've been watching uh, a lot of these Braves games, and Jorge Soler seems like he's hitting a home run every single game. Yeah, Jorge Soler. Um... He was. He had a quiet start of the season. He's been really cheap on DraftKings. Actually, yeah. I've been waiting for him to catch up. That's kind of what brought him to my attention. He's been around about three thousand two hundred on DK, so he's just been a no-brainer every night. Yeah, um, yeah. And he, he'll DH for them, and he can play. Um, he can play right field for them. Him and Duval, yeah, can um, top of that depth chart for them in left and right. Uh, Duval and Soler, and they, they absolutely needed them because there's not an awful lot. Um, beyond that, you say they've got Pedersen and then um, Rosario, but then you're looking at, say, Adrianza, Pache, Heredia. So, yeah, they've needed them, absolutely yeah. needed them. But I think Atlanta are maybe one injury away um, on either side of the ball, actually. Um, and I think that'll be it for them. But, yeah, they did some good business and they had to because Atlanta either had to stick or twist. They were either just going to write it off for the season um, and let the... Uh, Phillies or the Mets get away but they were close enough they were absolutely close enough uh, and if they took the decision that um, they were they, they were close enough to challenge and could challenge uh, even after the loss of Acuna um, then then why shouldn't they yeah so they have been excellent ac- uh, acquisitions Muna I love it anything else for the division no I think we're okay let's uh, head down the bank tomorrow and empty that onto the Mets we, we saw go. it good stuff uh, ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from, are you ready for the letters? NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up to receive a special offer. $500 risk-free sports bet. 
Download, bet and win. Download the app. You're in the best place for parlays, exclusive rewards at your fingertips. Win now with WinBet. It's your premier sports betting experience. Um, if you're going to get your $500, I'll give you a sneak preview of my Jaguars homework. Um, for them to finish exactly third in that division, and I cannot see a scenario where they finish anywhere else. There's a two-game cushion either side. Houston finished bottom. The other two, Tennessee uh, and Indy, have gone at the top. Um, there's some plus 120 available on Jacksonville to finish third. So get your 500 on. Get your free 500 on. Um, laughing all the way to the bank. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Football season is about to kick off. PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 per month just listing and selling tickets. And when you're making bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. The summer of soccer continues on Paramount+. Plus. Stream over 2,000 soccer matches a year from around the world. That's all the heart-pounding drama from CBS Sports, including UEFA Champions League, Europa League, Italy, Syria, Argentina's Primera División, the Brasilia... Yeah, NWSL, the Asian Football Confederation and the CONCACAF qualifiers, plus much more. It's the best of the beautiful game with all the beautiful names like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino and Pulisic. Be part of the excitement as Champions of Crowned in history is made. The world's game lives here on Paramount+. Plus. Visit Paramount+, Plus to start your, ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream every match live. Uh, it's the Brasiliarao is the Brazilian top division. It's got me again, Moon, after the second week running. They put the pronunciation guide at the bottom. They should have the pronunciation guide at the top uh, to get you through all those funny names. On uh, Thursday night, I will be prepared for the Brasiliarao. I'm pretty sure this is the toughest ad read we've ever had in SGPN history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit more comfortable with it than those Roman ones that I used to have to try and make some weird segue in, in from early in the season. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to the, uh, to, to the football next weekend. And, yeah, there's lots, of, uh, there's lots of stuff kicking off on Paramount Plus, so get involved over there. Um, OK, Munaf, it's approaching that time of night. It's the reason why we're here. Um, any series um, outstanding this week? Who's going where? I, I didn't look that hard before we came on air. Yeah, it's a weird week uh, tomorrow because there's only five games on the schedule. Um, there's only five games on this. I've just seen that. That's so disappointing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure if it's like a makeup day or just a scheduled day off. But um, I think the one, the couple that stand out to me, I mean, we have some big uh, division games coming up this weekend. Uh, we have the, let's see, the Dodgers and the Phillies. That's going to be a first uh, fun series to watch. Um Tampa Bay Rays and the Boston Red Sox. Here we go for the division. This is a huge series for the Red Sox. It's make or break time for them. Um, let's see. Anything else that kind of sticks out to me? I think that's about Toronto and uh, the Blue Jays. I think we'll see a lot of runs in that series. That should be a fun one. But other than that, I think those are the three ones that kind of stick out to me. You? Yeah, there's some good pitching matchups uh, in that Dodgers-Philly series. Uh, more of which to come later on. There's a little clue for you. 
Um, <laughs> and yeah, like you say, raise Red Sox. I mean, how are you feeling about that? Nervous for sure. I mean, the, the the Red Sox are in really bad form right now. But I mean, the backs the bats woke up today, but the pitching and the bullpen was atrocious. So for them, it's about putting it together. I know Boston Capper, he's a huge uh, Boston fan as far as Red Sox and Patriots from the area. But um, you know, he's been giving me shit every day in the MLB Slack <laughs> channel after after the 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 Red Sox lose the game because the front office not happy with the front office as as many. Red Sox fans are not because they're not willing to spend anymore. But, um, you know, I think getting Chris Sale back and Carl Schwarber eventually, I, you know, that may help them. But, um, you know, I just think that they're in a slump right now, man. I, and they know we mentioned that earlier, but hopefully they're, but I don't know, they're not here to listen to me rant about the Red Sox. Maybe I'll have to get a uh, capper on one of these days so we can just rant about the Red Sox. And, and that'll be a fun episode because I'm sure that either a, he's going to be drunk and B, He'll be dropping an F on every other word. So uh, I'll reach out to him. Maybe we can get him on to talk about the Red Sox. <laughs> I've said to Sean and Ryan before that I thought I had by far the harshest accent on the SGPN until mm. I listened to the Kapler on some of the golf stuff. Uh, and he makes me sound thoroughly understandable. Uh, so, yeah, if we get the Kapler on, we'll definitely need uh, we need some subtitles and um, a couple of printed out scripts that we can uh, we can send people towards to try and work out what's going on. Um, we'll make them do the ad that uh, we'll make them do that Paramount Plus. Oh yeah, all those South American, all those South American football leagues. Yeah, he makes a, he makes Steve do it on their on their podcast because he can't get through those uh, some of those series uh, those uh, league names. But uh, I'm highly disappointed when I'm not able to listen to him. Uh, read that <laughs> yeah, ad. the Golf Gambling Podcast is a really good listen. The other thing the captain does it like he appears not to like Englishmen. Uh, now, I'm sure it's nothing personal, but I always yeah. get a bit intimidated. If I'm having a little bit of chat in the Slack channel, I just yeah. know uh, the, it makes the camera bristle because if he has to talk about an Englishman on the golf podcast, uh, it really makes his teeth itch. I don't know what we did to him down the down the years, something historical. I wasn't personally responsible for any of it, Kappa, uh, so I'm one of the good guys. I'm um, sure he loves you. Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> so, picks, Moonaf, uh being full of confidence, as I am, uh, W is coming out of my ears. I'm going to lead off tonight. There you go. Um, so a couple of reasons I locked this up. I had to change this bet because I was going to take it on the money line. The more mm. I looked into it, I actually thought it was going to be too short a price. And we've been wary of these a couple of times. Um, you mentioned last week one of yours came, sort of, uh, it was Michael Wacker, wasn't it? It went beyond 200. Yeah. Uh, and I had a similar one. Uh, so we need to be careful uh, about not picking anything too chalky. Um, so, I mean, you didn't have to be up all night to, to pick this, but I thought because of um, the presence of Aaron Nola for the Phillies uh, that this might make the Dodgers a more backable price, but actually I don't think it will be. So the pick is going to be the Dodgers on the run line. I'm going to add an extra an extra uh, half, an extra run in there. So it'll be the Dodgers minus 1.5 against the Phillies. This is on, is it on Monday Tuesday. or Tuesday? Tuesday? Yeah, there's not much going on on Monday, as we've just said. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Max Scherzer for the Dodgers, taking on Aaron Nola in the Phillies. Now, part of what pointed me towards this was doing all that Philly stuff before. I, ju- I was just out on them. The more I read about it, the more I wasn't buying it. Um, so I was happy to fade the Phillies. Um, Scherzer, um, he's got 20 starts this season uh, with a 2.75 ERA. And he's got a career-best whip of 0.0, uh, 
0.89, which is pretty impressive uh, for a guy at that age. Uh, made his debut last week against Houston, who can be a potent offence, although haven't been lately. Uh, but cheers are quiet and then down. He struck out 10 giving up two runs in seven innings pitched. Really, he's had two dodgy starts, both against the Padres this season, which have been really his only uh, issues. Um, so I like that debut, and I think he can back it up this week. Uh, Nola, um, seven and six, which is all right. But he's got a 4.49 ERA. Um, he gave up five earned runs against the Nationals, who aren't up to much uh, over five innings last start. He's just been generally underwhelming. Uh, giving up lots of hard contact, lots of hits as well. Um, Dodgers hits might be a line here, because if you go through Nola's game log, uh, it's six hits, seven hits, five hits, seven hits. Um, there's a lot of teams putting the ball in play. Uh, so if you don't want to take, if the Dodgers are prohibitive um, on the money line uh, or even on the run line for you, then maybe try and find a... Uh, so I'm using all my new tricks here, Moon, off all my newfound skills uh, that you could take the Dodgers hits against Nola as well. Uh, so that's my... Um, Lock for Tuesday. Uh, Dodgers on the run line against the Phillies. Uh, Tuesday night is also uh, going to be when my dog goes. A um, little bit more off the wall, this one. And it's going to be Stephen Brolt uh, of Pittsburgh against Jay Happ, now of the Cardinals. Um, this was a little eye test thing uh, on one half, um, the uh, the Stephen Brolt pick. Um, because he only made one start, um, he's be, he, he pitched out a long relief and... Uh, he's been used as a starter in the past. Um, but he's been injured all season. Came back last week, debuted. Uh, four innings, which is fair enough uh, for a first start of the season. Um, he only gave up one run on three hits, uh, which is a decent effort. Uh, and I watched the game as well. And he looked like he was. Uh, he looked like he had it going on. Um, he, he was he was in command of what he was doing. Uh, he looked comfortable and relaxed. And I thought, yeah, okay. Because I do, um, I, like, I like looking at, pitchers who were coming for the first start uh, from a perspective of either backing them or fading them. Uh, and Jay Happ for the cards. Now, um, he made his debut last week. Uh, he went five innings against the Braves, gave up two runs on five hits, um, which was good. So you take that and you think that's okay. However, um, if we if we look back beyond that, he made 19 starts this season for New York. Um, he had a 6.77 ERA and a 1.59 whip. So I am perfectly happy uh, to fade Hap against any opposition. Uh, the Pirates will be dogs. Uh, just that name recognition thing. I don't think the Pirates are ever going to be a favourite, especially on the back of Hap and a decent performance last week uh, in limited limited stats on Brault. So I'm going to take Brault for Pittsburgh against Hap uh, for the cards. That's my dog on Tuesday, Moonaf. What do you think? So my first question to you is I haven't had, I haven't asked you many lingos of of the British or, or the England uh, oh, accents or words, but do you guys not say zero? No. What did so I say? No, no, because I'm just asking because you said uh, so you said some something point eight nine whip for Scherzer. No, you said no. Did I not say north point eight nine? Yeah, I thought you said you said I don't. I thought I heard no, but I, I did. I, yeah, I might have corrected myself to zero. I do this sometimes. You will find yourself. I'll correct. See, I said. <laughs> Did you know about 40 minutes ago I said trash can moon off? That was yeah. entirely for your benefit. Uh, <laughs> rubbish bin was what I wanted to say. But you know, maybe I've, I've, I'm starting to switch it on. But yeah, um, I've got it written down in front of me. Yeah, he's got a, a career best uh, north 0.89 whip and then change it to 0.89. So now okay. it would generally be a north from me. 
Okay, yeah, because a lot of times when I'm like listening to soccer stuff, they'll say nil, like two nil, and they don't say two zero, right? I've stopped doing that as well. You would, if you go back to this podcast about a month ago, there's a lot of nils. <laughs> uh, so they won eight nil, they won four nil, and now I say four to nothing, eight to nothing. Uh, so yeah, you're scrambling my brain. It's like, it's like learning a new language. I feel like I'm learning Mandarin Chinese or something, but I'm not. <laughs> I just have to substitute in three words. I have to take all the. Um, I's and U's out of words as well when I'm writing these articles. Uh, so you have to write favourite a lot when I'm writing the horse racing stuff. Yeah. And then I have to go back through and delete all the U's out of favourite uh, or colour. So, yeah, you've, uh, you've, got me, uh, you've got me thinking. It's good for my brain, Moon. Keeps me, keeps me uh, on my toes. That's the only thing that stuck out for me from your handicap. And that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're listening no, to the I, rest. Fair yeah, I was, I was, you know, I was literally digging into that Dodgers and Phillies series because, again, it's a big series for, you know, both of these teams, right? They're trying to climb into that division race, but it's it's going to be very difficult to bet against uh, Max Scherzer just because Max Scherzer is so dominant in his, in, his bat, in his stats not only back it up, but this guy has – he's the most fiery pitcher – and the entire MLB. So I love it, man. And like you said, Aaron Nola hasn't been the Aaron Nola that he was, I think, of last season or the season before where he was in that Cy Young conversation. So he's really faltered off this season. And he's supposed to be that ace for the uh, Phillies. But, you know, it's kind of been a role reversal. Zach Wheeler has kind of taken that road for Aaron Nola this season. But, um, yeah, I like it. I mean, this Dodgers team, hopefully they're, they're you know, again, there's guys healthy. They have their big bats in the lineup. Um, so, and especially when you have Max Scherzer, I think that's, you know, a spot where you kind of do want to take the run line out, uh, outside. That's the only picture that I would want to back as a run line. As far as the dog, I was looking at this one also, um, Jay Happ. I mean, this guy, his numbers are really, really atrocious. I mean, you, you laid it out, but I mean, a 1.59 whip, that's, that's the scary part, right? And for sure he should be an under, uh, sorry, he, uh, Jay Happ will be favored. So your dog. We might see a big price on the Pirates again, like we saw with uh, with Aaron Haney, or Andrew Haney this past weekend. So I uh, love those picks. Um, for mine, uh, let's start with the uh, lock that's going to be on Wednesday night. I am taking the Brewers money line versus the Cubs. Freddie Peralta versus Kyle Hendricks. Uh, Peralta numbers speak for themselves. I think this is a guy that I've backed previously this season, but. He is four and two on the road with a 2.51 ERA. He has four starts against the Cubs this season. Two and zero in those situations, a 2.14 in that span. 21 innings pitched, 10 hits allowed, and only five earned runs by Freddie Peralta against the Cubs. The Cubs are batting 141 against Peralta this season. Brewers are nine and three against the Cubs this season, also. And you know they're they're in that. NL Central leading the way, so I'm sure they're going to stack pile as many runs as they can. Hendricks, uh, 4.25 ERA at home and a 4.37 ERA at night. Um, we know the Cubs traded away all their good players, Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, uh, Kimbrell. Uh, so their their bats aren't there anymore. So, you know, I look for Brewers to take advantage of these opportunities. I- I'm hoping that this price will probably be in that 150, 155 range because we saw Hendricks piss, pitch piss, pitch this last weekend against the White Sox, and I think Lance Lynn was opposing him, and he was around a 170 favorite. So I think for Peralta, he might be a little less. But nonetheless, I do like the Brewers to get the job done against the Cubs on Wednesday night as my lock. As far as my dog, I am going um, in the same series as you picked as your lock, but I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm taking the Phillies money line 
versus the Dodgers on Thursday night. And this is going to be David Price versus Kyle Gibson. Um, Phillies, we just talked about earlier in our discussions. They're a team that is on fire right now, right back into that NL East race. Now they have a two-game lead. Uh, this is, again, one of those situations where we have talked about because of that that big city name, like the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Padres. We, we've talked about those situations where because of the team, they're going to be a favorite. And I think uh, Gibson has been pitching well, right? This is going to be his third start for the Phillies in his second game at Citizen Bank Park. Uh, in his two starts for the Phillies, he's pitched 12 and two-thirds of an inning, almost 13 innings. Nine hits allowed and only three run three earned runs given up. Uh, David Price is scheduled to be the starter, like I mentioned, for the Dodgers. 4.24 ERA on the road this season. He doesn't have much history against the Phillies this season. But the one stat that kind of stood out for me is that the Phillies are the number one team in the National League against left-handed pitching over their last seven days. They're number one in hits, number one in runs, number one in doubles against left-handed pitching. So I think they should be able to get to uh, David Price on Thursday night. So just to recap, Brewers' money line versus the Cubs on Friday, sorry, on Wednesday night, Freddie Peralta versus Kyle Hendricks, and then my dog is going to be going Thursday night, Phillies' money line versus the Dodgers, Kyle Gibson on the mound going up against David Price. Excellent. Um I love that Freddie Peralta pick. There's a couple of things. Firstly, I think the presence of Kyle Hendricks will make that a backable price. Um, Peralta's been great this year. He's been an absolute darling of mine. I've, I've got him in fantasy teams. He's been a bit of a, a, a lock when it comes to DFS as well. Uh, you can just, he's expensive. He's been chalk, uh, but he's been good chalk all season. He gets strikeouts. Um, but you found a good spot for him there. Uh, that record against the Cubs is excellent. And like I say, the fact that Hendricks is um, pitching. Hendricks, that was a good game the other night. I watched that game. That was a bit of yeah. a pitching duel. Uh, Hendricks did well, hung in, um, kept the Cubs in the game for a long time. So the fact he is on the mound uh, of all the staff for the Cubs uh, will make Peralta a fairly reasonable price. Um, and I do like it when we get uh, when we have the same series and we take one team on one night and another team on the next night. Uh, that, that, don't know why, absolutely no reason, but that tells me we've got a chance of winning. We can, we can pick the two winners uh, over the space of the two nights. So, yeah, and like I said, David Price has just um, been untrustworthy, I think, yeah. uh, is the word I'd use again. So we see his name and you just kind of screw your nose up a little bit. You never quite know uh, what you're going to get. So hopefully, Moonaf, uh, we can get you back on the bike and go four for four this week or six for six. Uh, Scotty Too Hotty has uh, sent us in his picks and he can let us know now what they are. Hey guys, Scott Rochelle back once again with your lock and dog for the week. Recap in the weekend ended up going one and one. So decent, but could be doing better. We'll look for a two and oh, uh, session here during the week. And we're going to start off with the lock on Wednesday, looking at the Brewers on the run line against the Cubs. Corbin Burns on the mound last month, 25 and a third innings pitched, 2.49 ERA. Jake Arrieta pitching for the Cubs last month, eight innings pitched, four home runs allowed, 6.75 ERA. And the Brewers have won nine of the first 12 meetings of the season with seven of those nine wins coming by at least two runs. I think Milwaukee's going to roll to a nice easy win on Wednesday. And for the dog, I'm looking at the Tuesday match between the Pirates and the Cardinals. And I like the Pirates on the first five money line with Brault on the mound, a 2.25 year array and one start this season. Meanwhile, you have J.A. Happ pitching for St. Louis, and he has been terrible all season long, 6.62 ERA and a 1.57 whip. 
plus Hap has been even worse on the road. He has an 8.41 ERA on the highway. I think he'll struggle once again while Brault pitches surprisingly well. Plus, Pittsburgh has won three of the last four meetings. So that's my lock and dog for the upcoming baseball week. Other than that, though, let it ride. Okay, there you go. So there's two more. Thank you very much, Scott. Um, so, Moonaf, um, another fun show coming to an end. I felt like we covered a lot of ground tonight. Yeah, uh, you know, we thought it was going to be a quiet week, but I think that uh, one one thing that definitely stood out this week was the uh, NL East race, and I think we went truly in-depth of it and, and talked about it through every single team that's in the race. So that was a fun conversation for us. Um, other than that, you know, hopefully we have a good uh, week to start the week, um, you know, not many games on Monday, so maybe a good time to kind of uh, get do some extra research for the rest of the week and then maybe find some value bets in some of these markets like the um, MVP race and Cy Young race. I know I think it's getting interesting now because of some of the injuries that are going on. But um, other than that, I think that's it for tonight, huh? Yeah, you're right about the the, the MVP and Cy Young moon off. Uh, I saw some markets because again they were they weren't closed books, but it was a lot of them were down to two horse races when we last covered them, probably around about six weeks ago. And it's been all changed, like so. Yeah, it's certainly worth uh, casting our eye over that. Uh, so we'll do that over the next two or three shows. Um, thanks for joining us, Moon off. It's been lots of fun as always. Yes, sir. Um, I'll be gearing up for football season this week. Um, looking forward to the start of the Prem next weekend, getting some DFS lineups and things like that. Um, the usual places you'll find all our picks are on Tally's site and embedded on the uh, on the SGPN website. The NFL articles will start coming out. Um, I think we'll have 30 over the next 30 days. Yep. Um, so something to look forward to there, so you can start filling your boots with those. Um like, rate, review, subscribe, all the usual things on Apple and uh, Spotify, etc. And get yourself in the Slack channel. Loads of stuff going on. Um, people are always posting little DK leagues. That's why I got involved in the NASCAR today, just for the crack. And I've enjoyed watching the numbers were around and had a bit of trash talk with the boys in the Slack channel this afternoon. So there's also there's always something going down uh, over there. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday night. Hope you have a good week. And we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.